0: Two beautiful little boys, ages three and four, missing. I hate to hit you with the bad news at the beginning of the new year, but the search for missing children goes on 24-7, 365, including today. Let's
4: take a listen to this. California City are searching for two missing boys, ages three and four. The children, Orson West and Orin West, were last seen in the 10,700 block of Aspen Avenue. They're described as African American, about three feet tall, both wearing black sweatshirts and gray sweatpants.
0: You were just hearing our friends at KGET 17 News. That was Taylor Schaub, and what Taylor Schaub said, Breaks my heart because I'm thinking of my children, John David and Lucy, at age three, they're twins, at three feet tall. Where These two wearing black sweatshirts and gray sweatpants. Now, how do not, does not one little child disappear, say, at the shopping mall or at, at the playground? How do two of them just disappear with me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Let me tell you first: a name you know very well: a hero and advocate, Mark Class, the founder of Class Kids Foundation, who's devoted his life to finding missing people, especially children, after disappearance of his little girl, Polly. Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina trial lawyer at ncdomesticlaw.com, Dr. Angela Arnold. Renowned psychiatrist joining us out of the Atlanta jurisdiction at AngelaArnoldMD.com. You know this name very well. Cheryl McCollum, founder and director of the Cold Case Research Institute and crime scene expert, Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star of Poisonous Liaisons on the True Crime Network. But first, we're going to a special guest joining us, Bayon Wang with 23 ABC in Bakersville. You know, Bayon, first of all, thank you for being with us. I've covered so many missing people cases, especially children, and investigated them as a felony prosecutor in inner city Atlanta. And I usually see one child missing, one person missing. It's very rare, very rare indeed, Bayonne, for two children to go missing at the same time. And it brings to mind, for instance, two little children playing in the front yard and they decide to walk down the street and then they're missing. Or two children getting away from mommy uh, at the shopping mall. I want to hear exactly what you can tell me surrounding the facts of this case by Yan Wang because every fact, every single fact means Something, including the time of the day, daylight or dark, uh, the type of neighborhood, residential, apartment, tree-lined, business district, shopping mall, every single thing matters. So, Bayan Wang, first of all, tell me about the area. Where did they go missing?
1: They went missing in California City. That's a population of about 14,000. It's surrounded by hundreds of miles of desert it's the third largest land area in california
0: what do you mean Um, the third largest land area i mean the whole state of california is land what do you mean by the third largest listen bayon i appreciate your details but i'm just a trial lawyer you have to break it down for people like me what do you mean the third largest land area
1: well nancy this community is in the middle of the mojave Desert. I mean, you just go on Google Maps and you look at it, and there's hundreds of miles of desert, a lot of it unoccupied. Um, so this small township, you know, the community you could imagine this case weighing in on their hearts, they are desperate to find these little guys. Uh, and you know what else? We they are about-
0: Wang, uh, joining me, 23 ABC. I took the twins, well, on many RV trips, but one of them, we went through the Mojave Desert. And I remember stopping, you know, when you go in a federal park or or National Forest, there's always a big sign. You're entering whatever, Smoky Mountain National Forest. And I remember you're entering the Mojave Desert uh, sign and we jumped out of the RV and took a picture with it. And then we drove and we drove and we drove and did not see a thing. Hold on, uh, beyond Wayne, cause I want to go to our expert Mark class, founder, of class kids at classkids.org. Mark, that presents a big problem. First of all, you've got a very small town, uh, bigger than where I grew up, Mark class, but still 14,000 rules out, um, to an extent like strangers passing through. But then remember Mark class, uh, Liberty and Abigail, in, um, out in a park in Delphi, very small town, and they think it was a stranger. But you've got that factor, Mark class, combined with, as beyond Wang. Byyon Wang just told us, huge expanse of desert nobody living there that presents a problem mark class to find this three and four year old little boy
5: indeed it does nancy and to to preface this i'd like to say that you know even with covid going around the world like it is and really restricting everybody's movements class kids foundation has had our busiest year ever with missing child cases so this is a crime that endures and and just keeps getting worse and worse and worse Now, back to what you said, you know, there's generally about 105 to 115 stereotypical kidnappings in the United States in a given year. And when I say stereotypical stranger kidnappings, I mean somebody coming out of absolutely nowhere and taking the children. And in the vast majority of those cases, there's only one child involved. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, it would be a girl between 6 and 12 years old. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You
0: got me drinking out of the fire hydrant. It's too much, too fast. Hold on. I'm taking in everything you're saying, which contradicts everything about this case that Bayan Wang is telling us. And he's absolutely correct. OK, let me pick it up from where you dropped off that. That much is soaked in. Go ahead.
5: OK, well, so we're in a situation here where, as, as Bayan said, you know, you've got a massive landmass and you've got two tiny little children. Just tiny little children, and we have to figure out where on that landmass or in that landmass those children are, whether it's above ground and they're thriving someplace, or whether they harm has been done to them um, and they've been buried.
0: No, the way you say that, Mark Class, it just, you know, trills off the tip of your tongue because you're used to it saying that a three and a four-year-old little child could be buried somewhere. But for people that don't deal with it every day like you do, like I do, like everybody on this panel does, that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow what you said, but you're absolutely correct. We're talking about two little children, just three and four years old. Uh, straight back to you, by Yon Wang, 23 ABC News. Okay, we went off on a tangent, but that was important. Because if these children are somehow by on out in the middle or even at the edge of this desert, if somehow they've gotten there, it's over. They cannot survive. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, the tip line uh, regarding these two little children missing is 760 373 8606. Repeat, 760 373 8606. Back to you by Wang, reporter 23 ABC. I get the area. Were they in a home, an apartment, a mall? What can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, so they were reported missing out of their home. Their adoptive parents, Jacqueline and Trazelle West, uh, reported them missing from their home. Essentially, they say uh, that the kids were playing with chalk in their backyard, not in the front yard, in the backyard of their home, and then, boom, they suddenly disappeared. The father, Trezell, says he was essentially gathering wood to start a fire. While the mother was wrapping Christmas presents for the boys, now so hold they, on, you know, had them out Wang, yeah. uh,
0: 23 ABC. Yeah. Do you have children?
1: Uh, not yet. Don't okay, listen
0: yet. to me. You'll find out about this. Uh, Jackie, back me up on this. When you're wrapping or preparing Christmas gifts, you want the children to be somewhere else, and I'm not going to go into why because it's very mysterious. But it's my understanding the mom was wrapping Christmas gifts. She sent three- and four-year-old Orson and Orin outside. The dad was collecting firewood for a fireplace. I mean, you know, Cheryl McCollum, uh, founder, director, Cold Case Research Institute, it sounds like a Christmas card. Really? Building a fire in the fireplace, wrapping Christmas presents, sending the two little boys outside the place, they don't see what's getting wrapped? And then all all of a sudden, they're gone. I'm sorry, go ahead, Cheryl.
7: It's all too perfect. The minute I heard it, what leaked out at me is, Mom's wrapping Christmas gifts, and Daddy is starting a fire, and the children are doing artwork. That is bogus. Oh, I don't know
0: what planet you come from, but that's exactly what we do around Christmas. And I try everything I can think of to get the children to go somewhere other than where I am because I'm working on you know what. Um but h- hold on, I hear what you're saying, Cheryl McCollum. So, Bayan, am I right that mom was wrapping Christmas gifts?
1: Uh, Nancy, that's what we're being told. The parents, that, that's right. The, the mother said she was wrapping Christmas gifts during the time the boys went missing.
0: Okay, so what time of the day or
1: night was it? The father says it was between 4.30 and 5 o'clock in, here in the West Coast. That's, you know, sun setting at that point.
0: Uh, to you, Mark Class, you're joining us from California. Is that right? It's dark by 4.30?
5: Yes. Uh, no, it's not dark at 4.30, but the sun does go down between 4.30 and 5. It gets very cold and very dark very quickly after that.
0: So it's getting dark. Now, Jackie is waving at me frantically to clear up, clear up. there are other children in the home, but mom only sent out these two to go play. Well, that makes perfect sense to me. When I'm wrapping Christmas gifts, I don't send David out to go play I don't send grandmommy out to go play because I'm not hiding anything from them Jackie so you know it depends on the age of the children who get sent away when you're prepping Christmas
1: um, you know well guys jump in well, well guys it's actually sorry it's important to mention that the, uh, the parents other four children were not home at the time the parents oh. say they were on vacation are you happy
0: now you're happy yeah. she's happy okay so that's not an issue guys hey, Nancy, I gotta
7: jump in jump because I want to make sure what I was trying to say is very clear. It was all too perfect, and again, at 4.30 in the afternoon, number one, you can wait to wrap gifts at 11 o'clock at night when all the babies are asleep. You don't know that. And I'm just sure
0: you can. No, you do if not, not real... know that. If you think you've to... got a 30-minute segment where you can wrap Christmas gifts surreptitiously, then you jump on it. Look, you know what? Our household is so crazy. I was hiding and wrapping it all times of the day and night, morning, noon. For instance, when Amazon would come by at 11 a.m., you know I was scrambling. So, I mean... I don't know how they did it, how this is all wrapped up together. But I do know this, what Mark Klaas said at the beginning, very, very unusual for two children to go missing at the same time. Joe Scott Morgan, Professor Forensics, do you at least agree with that much?
5: Well, yeah, I mean, it can be if you're wrapping gifts, it can, you know, it can be a situation where you want to do it as discreetly as you possibly can. But back to what Bayon had said, he didn't. He was very specific, Nancy, about these babies. He didn't say anything about the front yard. He said the backyard. And I think, from an investigative standpoint, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking, who has access to the backyard in this case, and what's what's the configuration of the backyard? You know, you go to a well, lot of places. I'm and- looking
0: at the uh, the house right now. And, um, the street is wide open to the front yard. I see a few homes that have, for instance, um, a wrought iron, wrought iron gate in the front yard, but you can get, walk right in through the driveway. And it's one of those residential suburban areas where behind your backyard is another house and behind that one is another house. If you looked at it from above, I mean, there are thousands of houses that stretch out. So that's a good point. By Yon Wang, guys, we're getting into the details for a reason. I mean, Mark Glass, every detail matters. Would you agree with that?
5: Of course, every detail matters.
0: I mean, somebody else's backyard butts up to their backyard. You know what I'm saying? You remember when Isabel Solis went missing? Yep, That was in a suburban neighborhood, and they had the big, solid fence surrounding their backyard and a gate to go into it. We've had so many cases where people's yards were totally enclosed, but somehow the children went missing. Do I have to say Elizabeth Smart? She had this uh, beautiful home her family lived in. Somebody managed to get the children. So it happens in all sorts of ways. The
2: mom, and the and dad,
1: jump in. You, you talked about how important the details are here and, and talking about those enclosed backyards. Well, an important note here is that the father says the panic set in when he noticed that he left the gate open.
0: Okay, I hear you. I did not know that. Guys, take a listen to our friends at ABC 23.
4: Trizell West details the moment his two adopted boys, three-year-old Orson and four-year-old Orin, went missing Monday night from their California City home. Moments before, West says he was gathering wood to start a fire. I went up to
3: that gate. I'm throwing wood, bringing it inside the house. My wife's inside. She was actually wrapping gifts, so we thought it was a good idea that that our youngest two go outside and play with chalk on the, the back patio. Shortly after,
4: Wes says he no longer saw the boys on the patio. He asked his wife, Jacqueline, if she saw them.
3: She said no, that's when he says panic set in. I realized that I left the gate open and I panicked, came inside the house, searched the house, me and my wife. Once that hadn't pan out, I got in the van, I looked down the street, most directions. It was getting dark, getting cold. West said he then called the
4: police within minutes. Since then, California City Police, the FBI, and the Kern County Sheriff's Office have been investigating.
0: And also take a listen to Travell West speaking. Take a listen. It was
3: cold. I was gonna make a fire. There's a lot of wood in this, this area right here next to our house. I opened up the back gate. I'm throwing wood bringing it inside the house. My wife's inside. She was actually wrapping gifts, so we thought it was a good idea that they got our youngest two go outside and play with chalk on the, the back patio. Do not let them go on the dirt in the backyard and keep them close. Still so was playing with chalk and I came in the house, I saw them there. I went in the house, I came back out, I didn't see them now. I immediately went back in, asked my wife, did you see the boys? She said, no, they should be outside playing with chalk. I said, well, I didn't see them, so I came back outside and I started searching my backyard. I searched the whole thing.
0: You're hearing the adopted dad of these two little children, ages three and four. I mean, how far could they get on their own? It's getting dark. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We're talking about the disappearance of a three- and four-year-old set of brothers, Orson and Oren West. What happened as Christmas approaches? Take a listen to our friends at 23 ABC News. This is Bane Froney speaking with Neighbors. There isn't too
1: much information about what happened to these young boys, but one thing is for sure, the California city community
7: is worried, scared, and angry search helicopters came out, Uh, about 100 people gathered to search the surrounding area, knocking on doors. Three- and four-year-olds
1: Orrin and Orson West were reported missing on Monday night around 5 p.m. When I got up, they still hadn't been found. Jennifer Wood resumed her search efforts Tuesday after looking all Monday night for the missing boys, as she fears for their safety. These are two little boys. They're about three feet tall.
7: And if they're out there, they're scared.
1: Of course they are. I mean, to
0: you, Mark Class on foot, how far could a three and four year old get even in a residential area in a paved street? I mean, how far could they get?
5: They're not going to be able to get very far. And the whole idea of little children wandering off as it gets cold and dark from their home, um, is a pretty hard pill to swallow. But I think what we have to consider is the local sex offenders in the community, um, people that know the family, that intermingle with the family, you never know where the evil might come from. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities out there. One of the things I've noticed recently, Nancy, is that there are more people driving around neighborhoods that aren't their neighborhoods delivering packages now than ever before. It seems like almost every other car is delivering a package. We don't know who the people are who are driving these these vans oftentimes. Um, So, you know, the the possibilities of what happened to these children, I think, are vast at this point. Mark, uh, let
0: me tell you what happened to Lucy and me the other night. We went out walking. We loved to go on walks with our little dog, Fat Boy. And it got dark while we were out. We waited too late. And we always hear of the stereotypical white van. And lo and behold, a white van... (laughs) You know, everything rushing through my mind begins to creep along behind us. And I didn't want to say anything to Lucy, so we kept walking, and I was picking up the pace. We were a good mile away from home, and it stayed. And finally, I said, let's turn around. And we abruptly turned around and started walking the other way away from the van, as you know, you're mm-hmm. supposed to do if you think you're being, you know, a child should run the opposite way. And we kept walking. Well, lo and behold, Mark class, five minutes hadn't passed until there was the white van. And it was a guy I'd never seen in the neighborhood before. And he was looking at us. And I said, Lucy, run to the house right now. And she took off. It was a delivery person, long story short. And he was lost. Mm -hmm. He was lost, just wandering around. And I then spotted him turn on his lamp on the inside of the van and looking for directions. And I could actually hear him putting an address into Waze or something. So it was much ado about nothing. But long story short, you're right. You're absolutely right. How quickly... Could someone be taken in a vehicle and be gone 60 miles an hour? But it's somebody within the neighborhood. I mean, the stories I just threw out, true cases of Isabel Solis was someone the family knew. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. um, Elizabeth Smart, it was someone, the PERT was introduced into the family. It was a day laborer that they hired Mm -hmm. to try to help out the family and help him out. So there is a connection. They knew about the children, Right.
5: There's almost always a connection, almost always a connection.
0: Guys, we're talking about the disappearance of these two little children. What did the dad do? Take a
3: listen now to what Travell West dad says. I realized that I left the gate open and I panicked, came inside the house, searched the house, me and my wife. Once that hadn't pan out, I got in the van I looked down the street in both directions. It was getting dark, getting cold. And I got in the van and I hit a bunch of corners. I went down this street. I turned my light on. I searched. I searched. I called their names. I talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there. He didn't see nobody. So then I came home and I told my wife, we need to call the cops. It's getting dark and I need help. We got to get going. So I called the cops. The cops came. First thing they did was tell us to stay in the house so they can get a hold of us. And they had us just sitting there, and we wanted to keep searching.
0: You know, we've heard a lot from the dad, but now take a listen to mom.
3: They said that she said she was wrapping gifts, and she let my two kids out in the backyard because she didn't want them to see the gifts. But you didn't let the other kids out. Where were the other kids? Why my two just go back
0: there? At night, she said it was dark. And it's cold right now, so I know it was
3: cold then. So I don't believe it.
4: So when did she tell you this? Where were you when she told you
3: this? I just came here 45 minutes when nobody was
0: here. 45 minutes to an hour and we knocked on the door. And it took them a minute to come and he came out. And he want to say he's sorry and all that. I just don't feel in my heart that I, it's something. They're not. <laughs> Do you have a relationship
2: with these
1: parents? I
0: don't the
1: know parents. them. <laughs> I don't know them.
0: They did
7: something.
0: Justin, you're hearing from the bio mom. The bio mom. Now, she doesn't have custody of her children, but now she is appearing, casting doubt on the adoptive parents. Um, what more do we know? What more do we know? Take a listen to David Kaplan at Fox 58.
1: Trizel, Jacqueline West, and their six kids lived at Casaluma apartments here in Bakersfield across the street from where I'm at. They moved from here to California City in September. This afternoon, around 40 people used drones, dogs, trash picker uppers, and their eyes and feet to look for any sign of Orrin and Orson West. The four and three-year-old's parents say they last saw them in their backyard in California City around 5 p.m. on December 21st. California City Police say they have talked to every neighbor on that street, and they all say they never saw the boys there. That's why concerned community members wanted to continue the search efforts from the desert in California City to Bakersfield.
7: We're trying to cover the grounds, you know, to help give law enforcement, you know, that may be shorthanded, you know, a hand. Hope is never lost now. Now, never lost.
0: Hope never lost. I want to go to our cut five. This is Alex Bell at 23 ABC. And the search continues for two toddlers from California City who were reported missing on Monday night. And now the FBI is involved in the search as well as the Kern County Sheriff's Office. Three and four-year-olds, Oren and Orson West, who are on your screen right now, they were reported missing around 5 p.m. yesterday. A search warrant was served at their foster parents' house today in Cal City. And the foster parents are still at police headquarters as of Tuesday answering questions. Cal City police say that the
6: parents are being co- Operative and that law enforcement is not giving up on finding the toddlers. Police also say investigators are doing forensics exams on items taken out of the home
2: today. High Five Casino, High Five casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about two missing children, ages just three and four. These two little boys go missing from their own home. Let me give you the tip line yet again, in the hopes that someone somewhere may have seen something. 760-373-8606. Tell me about the search. Uh, Joining me from ABC 23 is by Jan Wang. Tell me what all has been done to find the children.
1: Oh, man, Nancy. Uh, I mean, this community has really come together. We're talking about multiple searches, um, two $10,000 rewards. I mean, these guys are scavenging the desert themselves, Um, going, you know, essentially through every neighborhood in that area, Uh, Unfortunately, though, there's been absolutely no sign of the boys. And I think earlier in the show, you guys were talking about the significance of what a large area this is, the sprawling desert that surrounds this community. Well, it's important to note that police themselves, none of the authorities, the FBI, none of them, have started their search in the desert. And uh, that has caused a huge question in the community you know, what is it exactly that they know that isn't leading them to search this sprawling desert? You would think your natural instinct would be, hey, let's go see if they could possibly be anywhere out there, whether they wandered off or whether their bodies end up, you know, ended up out there. But that's not the case. Essentially, the police chief of the California City Police Department said, hey, look, our investigation hasn't led us there. Right now, our focus is on the home. We have Absolutely no idea how these boys got out of the backyard.
0: Well, we're hearing what the parents are saying, but following up on what Bayan just said, I find this very troubling. Take a listen to our cut seven. This is Bayan speaking 23 ABC.
4: A lot of neighbors told me that the parents have been virtually absent from all search efforts, raising a lot of concern out here in California city. But the adoptive parents told me that's because they've been busy with the police investigation. And that police told them that they don't need to be out there searching because there's already an uh, adequate amount of people doing so. Straight back to
0: Mark Class, founder of Class Kids Foundation. You know, Mark Class. I I understand they're saying the cops told him to stay in the house. I would find that very, very difficult to do. If one of my children went missing, I've told you about the episode when John David disappeared inside a giant toys, a baby's Us warehouse. Um, I I would find it very hard to control myself and not go looking Mark class. I mean, if you don't mind, would you recount what you did when Polly went missing?
5: Well, I pulled out all the stops, Nancy. And one of the first things I did is tell the FBI and the Petaluma police that I'd be willing to sit for a polygraph. And I think a lot of clarity could be brought to this case if they would simply polygraph uh, the two parents. Um, Then they'll know either if they are involved or if they need to look elsewhere. But I also find it problematic, Nancy, that law enforcement doesn't seem to have conducted any searches whatsoever. In this case, it seems to be all community led searches. And the problem with that is that they don't really know what they're looking for. They're not professional at it. And if they did turn up with some kind of a clue, they might overlook it altogether. And or they might somehow uh, defile the clue by by touching it or moving it or otherwise getting involved with it. So there's a, a lot of issues outstanding right now and uh, hopefully there will be some clarity brought to it sooner rather than later. I find
0: that unusual as well. Is that true? Uh, uh, briefly, beyond Wang, twenty three ABC. Is it true that it's mostly volunteers looking for the children?
1: That is. That is true. I confirm, yes.
0: Well, I don't like that at all. And I also noticed the FBI is involved. You don't normally see the FBI jumping in on a missing persons case. I want you to take a listen to our friends at KGET 17. Perla Shaheen, listen. California city police say they searched this house last night with canines. The canines were looking for the scent of the two boys inside. They smelled the scent inside the house, but they didn't smell it leaving the house. So police are concerned that the, the children never even left the house. About an hour ago, Cal city police drove the father and mother away. They weren't in handcuffs and went willingly with police, but police would not confirm why they took the mother and father away dozens of residents drove and walked around this home last night looking for the two boys right now many of them are still out here uh waiting for an update from police many came out again today to continue the search so far they found nothing um, police told the parents to stay inside their house okay I, I, I'm hearing somebody. I'm not sure who that was, but I want to go. That was sh- me. Jump in. That was me, Nancy. Mark class.
5: Well, the, the whole the whole idea of letting other people tell you how to handle your missing child case, I think, raises a lot of issues. Your inclination when your child is missing is to get out there and absolutely do something. Which is what I did, which is what the smart family did, which is what so many families did. And the whole idea that you would hunker into the house only leads people to believe that you are hiding something. And when you that perception takes hold in the community, then you, you it becomes problematic yet again because people are going, well, what are they hiding? They're not coming out, they're not talking to anybody, they're not involved in the searches. There's something that seems very wrong with that, and I personally agree that it does seem very wrong. Take
1: a listen to our Cut 4. This is Bane Froney at 23ABC. The toddlers, believed to be at their foster parents' house in California City, was the set meeting point for another search party on Tuesday. Lamia Patrick, a California City resident, also told 23ABC that the believed-to-be foster
7: parents have not come out of the household, besides to speak to law enforcement. Children, He came out and spoke to the police, but he did not come out and greet the people who are trying to help find the babies. Parents haven't come
1: out to say boo or hi or thank you for helping or anything. 23ABC did speak with the believed-to-be foster father of the two missing boys, but declined an interview and wished to keep his name private. He said the police were asking that they stay inside and wait. You
0: know, what is disturbing Mm. me more than the parents being told to stay in the home and don't go out and search and them doing it is the fact to you, Cheryl McCollum, Director of Cold Case Research Institute, you know, I'm a great believer in tracker dogs. In fact, I've told you many, many times, Cheryl McCollum, the best, one of the best witnesses I've ever put on the stand was a dog. The tracker dogs go in, they smell the scent of the children in the home, but they can't pick up the child the scent of the children leaving the home, Cheryl. That's a great
7: concern, Nancy, because again, in a missing child case, you've got four lanes that you're investigating at all times, and you're doing it simultaneously. You're obviously looking at the parent. You're looking at is this a stranger abduction? You're going to look at, is this an acquaintance? Is there somebody in the neighborhood the children knew and went to that home? Or are the children lost or hurt? It looks like law enforcement has already gotten rid of the lost or hurt avenue. They don't believe that it's a stranger because they're, again, not moving away from that backyard. The father himself repeated the word dirt more than once. He said, backyard, backyard. And then he said, search the backyard. I think he basically told law enforcement where to start.
0: Way in to Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina trial lawyer at ncdomesticlaw.com. Jump in, Kathleen.
7: Nancy, as a mother, just as a mother, not even as a trial lawyer, you would not have my eyes off of a three-year-old and a four-year-old in that backyard area. And I don't know how close the father was, but it does not Add up everything that Cheryl has said, everything Mark has said, everything Byron has said, everything you have said, it does not add up. And I'm very sad right now. To Dr. Angela now. Arnold,
0: psychiatrist out of Atlanta, the parents are saying law enforcement told them to stay inside and don't go looking. What do you make of it?
7: It, it just seems, it, that just seems so odd. I'll tell you one of the other things that struck me too, Nancy. This whole thing that we have to look at them on TV with masks covering covering their faces. Right. How often do we look at people on the news and you can and everybody can sort of tell? Are they telling the truth? Are they not telling the truth? But now these people's entire faces are covered with a mask and you can't tell anything about their initial reaction. And that is very bothersome to me because that's I feel like there's so much information that can be garnered from that. And and it's and it's all a blank slate at this point. Bayon Wang,
0: reporter twenty three ABC. Where does the search stand right now? Uh,
1: well, multiple community efforts. You know, obviously authorities aren't telling us what they're doing. You know, behind closed doors. But you know, the community search Bakersfield as well, which uh, we're learning the adoptive parents lived in Bakersfield prior to moving California City. So the community is out there also doing you know various searches. Um, That's the latest that we have on the search front.
0: Tip line 760-373-8606. Please help us bring Orson and Oren home. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. High Five
2: Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com
6: Get the DROP app. With DROP, you can earn free gift cards just by filling up your tank. Download DROP now. Use code DROP66 to instantly receive $5
4: in points. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing,
6: extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Will Roku's new pro-series TV can't do any of that for you but with a 4k screen side firing speakers and a blazing fast refresh rate it'll sure feel like it elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iheart and play all your music radio and podcasts with the new roku pro series your senses aren't better your tv is